to you by the Parthenon Podcast Group. Find your favorite music podcasts only on Parthenon. This week, find out exactly why Joel Holkstra has replaced Doug Aldrich in yet another band. Or find your favorite new podcast. How about Pontifications, featuring Lars Ulrich and Corey Taylor. What do they really think about today's hot-button topics, whether it's music, politics, or anything else? Only here on Parthenon Podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to episode 306 of the Signals from Mars podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, it is another hour one show. It is a music discussion. It is an express music discussion this time around with Dr. Poison, Mr. Brad Dahl, and Metal Dan, both patrons, both great guys, both with interesting discussions tonight. Here we go. I'm ready. Let's do it. I forgot to mention that Brad plays bass on not this song here that just finished playing, but the one before that I was talking over. Uh, Someday I'll put live drums to that someday when I actually have time to do so. But anyway, today's show, like I said, there was a ton of issues. Uh, There was a ton of issues with my streaming platform, which is called Restream. What a big pain in the ass, man. Uh, I spent 40 minutes, I believe it is, trying to get the show to go off. Then there was supposed to be an episode with Tommy Kane from Dead City Ruins. It was supposed to play right after it was scheduled. Didn't work. Then, you know, when I do these chats with my patrons, I usually hang out a little afterwards and talk to them. So what ended up happening was I scheduled, rescheduled, scheduled again, and it didn't go off. None of the times that I scheduled that interview with Tommy did it play. Once we were done talking, Brad and myself, I said, shit, let me try it again. And it worked like a charm. So now I know learning experience. Everything's a learning experience. So there you go. Uh, I have an interview coming up also with... Timmy from the band New Roses out of Germany. The New Roses, excuse me. So that will be that will be on YouTube shortly. And you'll get the audio version of that um, after this episode. That'll be episode 307. It was a really cool interview. And as I mentioned during the episode with Tommy... Yes, with Tommy, not Timmy, not to be confused. The one with Tommy from Dead City Ruins. I usually search out bands that I like to interview. I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. I'm lucky enough. Somebody reminded me of this the other day. I'm lucky enough to speak to anyone that I get to speak to. So that is 100% true. The PR person for the Dead Roses, John Freeman, who helped hook me up with the Michael Wilton interview, said, Would you like to interview them? And I said, sure, why not? You know, here's the thing. 13 years in, 
I like to stick to mostly bands that I enjoy, but I love talking to people. And I've got to say the interview with Timmy is really cool. There's going to be an extra piece that isn't in that interview that will be made exclusive content on Patreon for my patrons that uh, I should have hit record. I did, but just not on the uh, the video part of it. Uh, it's just an audio only exclusive. So, uh, yeah, there's that. About today's episode. So, Brad and, and Dan are on. Um, initially, when I started doing all this stuff with the patrons, it was a once-a-month thing. And the good thing about being an independent podcast is you can switch things up when you want. So some people are available all the time, some aren't. And every week, there's topics to discuss. So things that we're going to touch upon this episode. John 5 being officially named uh, Motley Crue's touring guitarist. Touring guitarist. I keep saying touring. Touring. Uh, will the Kiss Cruise continue without the current four members of the band? And should a band switch their lead singer for one that sounds similar or plug in the best candidate possible? So I do want to send a quick shout out to my patrons. Let me just run that down real quick before the episode does start. Again, this lightning round 20 minute episode here. Let me do lightning round. Shout out to my patrons. Chris Sinzak, Anthony Espin, Gene Eugene DX, Anthony Mackey, Ed Ferguson, Johan in Sweden, Metal Dan who's on the show, Jose in Connecticut, Chris from the Chris and Amanda show. Metal Dentist, Gabriel Ruiz, Brad Dahl, who's on this show, or on this episode, uh, Mike Jones, Jeremy Weltman, Steve Hoker, and Steven Saylor. Become a patron for as little as $2 a month. Be part of these discussions. Check out new music content every single day. And just chat with a great troll-free environment. Go to Patreon com forward slash signals from Mars or go to signals from Mars.com to find out more. Here we go, folks. So uh, I posted a few questions here on patreon which uh hopefully the the scheduled interview goes off at the top of the hour and meanwhile we can talk about some of this stuff so officially it's been announced that john five is indeed motley Cruz touring guitarist so they've said that touring guitarist so let me ask you guys um is this a good move for the band. Um, does John five have the ability to be more than a touring guitarist in mm. the band? What, do, what do you think, Brad? Well, let's see. Is it a good thing for the band? Good thing for John? Good thing for all of us? Um, well, I guess if Mick can't do it, I mean, uh, it, your choices fold up and, don't do any more shows, which I think they were supposed to do that a while ago. Um, <laughs> you know, 
We'll, we'll know for sure when they when they play. But I I can't see John Five not doing a great job. Uh, I mean, right. Mick is Mick is a very distinct. Um, you know, nobody else sounds like him. I, I think. Right. And, uh, but but you know, if he can't do it, he can't do it. Uh, as far as recording, I don't know that they're going to ever do any more recording. So. Yeah. So, so, so maybe that's why they've said just touring. Touring. Uh, well, they probably just made it sound a little bit better for Mick. It's like Mick's maybe still part of the band. I don't know. He'll probably still get paid, right? I, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. he still owns part of the name. So that's probably, yeah. again, why they're saying touring, you know, yeah. because probably still. They probably all have to give a piece to John as opposed to just cutting Mick out altogether. And um, yeah, yeah Liam, sure see you there in the chat. Great. Thanks for joining us. Go ahead. Sorry, Brad. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm sure he's a, a paid, you know, um, employee of the band, not actually part of the band. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, like what is, well, he's 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 a paid employee that doesn't deliver. But anyway, at least he's. I don't know if you want my opinion. I yeah, we do. I, I don't think it's the Mick that's the problem. Right. I think it's the Vince that's the right. problem. Right, well, that's, so. that's, that, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's what people have been saying. The person that needed to be replaced is still in the band. <laughs> I mean, you, it's, you can't really replace Vince. You just have to fix Vince. So it's, it's not that he shouldn't be in the band. He's just got to fix his vocal cords or something, I, you know. Well, here's the thing. They played at the um, Taylor Hawkins. They played at the Taylor Hawkins thing. It was um, Tommy and Nikki Six with, I forget who was on guitar. May, may have been uh, Chris from Foo Fighters. And the singer was the singer for the opener of that tour that, th that they just did, the stadium tour. And he sounded like Vince ran around, was crazier on stage than Vince has ever been, even, you know, 20 something year old Vince. But um, yeah, Anthony, who is in the uh, chat, another patron, is saying, no McMars, no Motley Crue tour for me. But All right. here's, here's the thing to that, because I was waiting for people to say that. I've seen them without Tommy Lee. So I saw them with Samantha Maloney on drums. Yeah. How was that? Uh, the songs are still good. Sure. She wasn't, she wasn't Tommy. Um, but here's the thing I've seen Molly Cruz, one of the bands that I've seen the most. Would I rather have Samantha Maloney or Randy Castillo, who was in the band before he had cancer and she had to replace him? Or would I prefer to have 20 minutes of Tommy Lee with his his Deta cam, as he said here, the, the boob cam, where he spent half an hour trying to get somebody to show, you know, to, to lift their top. And it turned out that they had a 90 minute set. 20 minutes of that was him him doing that. And another 10 minutes was him coming out and and guzzling probably iced tea in a, in a Jack Daniels bottle. You know, the funny thing about that is uh Romstein recently did their run of shows, which were freaking amazing. Right. 
and they did the boob cam thing. But the reason they did the boob cam thing is because they were moving the band from the main stage to the smaller stage. Mm -hmm. So the crowd is looking at boob cam and they're secretly working their way to their new perch. I thought that was well done. I wasn't aware of the gig or of the of the inside joke on that. Of course, now I know what the band's up to. So I thought that was clever. I don't know what Tommy's reason for using a boob cam. I just wanted to throw that in. Rammstein was... Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a question for you guys. Um, John five, for example, gets this spot. He can, pl- he can play pretty much anything. So I don't think he's going to have problems covering mixed parts. I mean, Mick isn't Eddie Van Halen and John five could play Eddie Van Halen to a T. So um, here's the thing. And I'm thinking of, what we're talking about. And earlier today on the uh, Patreon exclusive podcast, I brought this up. Okay. Yeah. Bill is saying classless act. The singer of classless act was the, was the guy who played with them. They did live wire and it sounded like it sounded better than Vince. So just putting that out there anyway. Yeah. That that's a good upcoming band. He's, he's a good singer. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you should replace Vince or not, but um, yeah, John Five would do this fine. He knows how to play guitar. Yeah. So, so, so here's my next thing because the first band that I thought of today during my podcast, my other podcast was um, was Great White. Great White has finally caved and brought in, I believe his name is uh, Brandon Carlisle, uh, into Great White. It is the first singer that they've brought into the band. That sounds like Jack Russell. It is. Wait, Andrew, Andrew's out now. Andrew's out because he's he, he his commitments were to last in line, okay. and they said that they couldn't wait for him to do the last in line gigs. So, um, Mr. Carlisle sounds exactly like Jack Russell for the most part. Nice. So Andrew, great singer, doesn't sound like him. Mr. Chompers, Mitch Malloy. Sounded nothing like Jack Russell. The song sounded like shit. Terry Ilwa, as nice of a guy he is, the songs just didn't sound good with him. They finally got a guy that sounds like Jack Russell. And here's my question to you guys. When a band is looking for a guitarist, like a John Five, when they're looking to replace a drummer, a bass player, anything else, they rehearse with the person to make sure that they sound good in the songs. Okay. Why hasn't someone like great white or, or any band that decides to move away from having a singer that sounds that gives them their signature sound. They're close to it. Why bring somebody else in? Is it because they're cheaper? Is it because they're a friend of somebody in the band? I mean, why do you guys think that these bands bring people in that sound that don't do justice to the songs? Dan, what do you think? Oh, Dan, that's a hard question. That is a tough question. Sometimes they just make bad choices. I <clears throat> Terry did great on that one song I heard for <laughs> for George Lynch, and he sounded like Don Dawkins, and it worked. I don't know what else they've done on that album. I couldn't find mm-hmm. it. Um, why did they bring in Mitch? Cause he looked good, I guess. 
I guess it's friendship or it's the manager's decision as well, too. That that's a hard one to, to answer. Mitch Mitch Hat also had that uh poly group sponsorship. And uh <laughs> also um yeah, now that he's out on, you know, Mitch Malloy's Van Halen experience, you know, we all know him from Van Halen. Is he really doing that? Yeah, and he's using their fucking logo and everything. I don't. Yeah, or, uh, what kind of is he playing clubs or something? He can't he's, be playing anything bigger than a yes, club. He's playing the and the guitarist is a guy who's a sick guitarist. He's a guy that w- was a writer for Guitar World or something like that, hmm. and he was, I think, Katy Perry's guitarist or or one of these pop singers that brought this yeah. guy in. He can play anything so he can play Eddie's stuff i seen uh, he's a top-notch guitarist um but it takes a lot of balls for mitch malloy i mean i could see gary sharon's van halen experience he officially appeared on an album but this is like ron keel going out as ron keel's black sabbath experience yes you tried out and maybe you were in the band but (laughs) Fucking Mitch Malloy, you know, and I've I've talked about this with various podcasters. You know, I can imagine Eddie being blitzed out of his mind saying, yeah, 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 man, come on down, man. You got it. And then the next day, Eddie forgetting about that conversation altogether. You know, I, I just. Again, it's it's yeah, that good. That could be the other one is they just simply ran into each other or somebody said a friend or whatever said, Hey, you know, why don't you go talk to them? And that's how it happens. And it just worked out at the time and money was right. And they just gave it a shot. And obviously it didn't work. And Andrew was a bad choice altogether. Um, You know, for great white, they just need to get all back together again. If they can. Yeah. There's, there's two, there's so much bad blood there. I mean, it's, Difficult. I I have to tell you though, Jack, in my opinion, has released better music than Great White has. At least his his solo album that he released and that acoustic album that he did. In my opinion, they they the material is better than what Great White has done without him. I, I just, I mean, outside of the the singers, the music to me wasn't wasn't that strong on on those albums. And there's just a quality to Jack singing. He knows melodies. You know, you, you think about even albums that weren't huge. You know, that last album, I think, is Back to the Rhythm, I think is the name. That album has like four or five really good songs that mm-hmm. when you hear Jack and yeah. his melodies, it gets stuck in your head. So I agree with you, Dan. They need one another, but I don't know whether that's ever going to happen or not. And so far, it looks like Skid Row was right to wait until they found the right choice. And now it looks like on paper and the reactions is they are going to be able to elevate themselves for what there is remaining of an audience at our age. Right. That they're going to be able to play shows and do stuff now. Yeah. No, no. So they were right. No disrespect to Tommy Solinger. But to me, when I saw them live, he just didn't sound good with those old songs. Um, you know, Eric Ronewall sounds, I mean, sounds he's, 99% like Sebastian. I mean, he's, uh, he's unbelievable. I mean, I, cause I, I saw him when they did the, 
Scorpions um, right. residency. And not only that, not only did he sing his ass off, but he really worked the crowd well. You know what right. I mean? He fit, it fit together. It worked. The whole thing, the whole thing was just like, yeah, I mean, everybody looked like they were having a blast. There was camaraderie on stage between everybody. Um, and yeah, that's the kind of stuff you, you, it just has to happen. So, yeah, so they, they, uh, they, they nailed it in my opinion. I, I would definitely go see them if I had a chance. Uh, hopefully I'll get another chance to see him. I like the, I, I still haven't heard the new album yet, so I oh, gotta get, it's good. Gotta get caught up. Yeah. What I've heard I, I've liked. So. Yeah. And, you know. and uh, if, if there's any, if anyone needs any like affirmation as to why Sebastian isn't in the band, Again, go to that Taylor Hawkins concert and check out this stupid shit he said on stage. <laughs> you know, let's hear it for Taylor Hawkins. Let's hear it for the Foo Fighters. But most importantly, let's hear it for me. Uh, I, I couldn't get a ticket. It's in L.A. and all the elites went and all the right. disc jockeys and all the whatever. And this guy is excluded, so... So I didn't watch any of the uh, YouTube, whatever's going on. I didn't. the The England show was great. Right. Now I love that live feed. So I really appreciate that they did that. Why didn't Why didn't they do that in a in a stadium though? They came back and they played the fucking forum. How many people fit in the forum? Fifteen thousand. It makes yeah, no not sense. Enough. They sold uh, fucking Wembley Arena, which which is seventy thousand. Had they have gone to some stadium in California, I'm not saying going to the fucking Rose Bowl and doing 125,000, but you go to a stadium that's close to to 60, 50 to 60, they're going to sell it, especially with all the guest stars that they were bringing in, especially oh, with yeah. all, everything from that live feed that people got to see. You know, give yeah. me a fucking break. That I, I didn't get that. When I saw that show in L.A. at the Forum, I'm like, really? Okay, I get it from a historical standpoint, but the crowd you're going to get, how many people are going to want to go to that? You know, it didn't make sense to me. So, I, I, I don't know. Um, more about member changes. <laughs> kind of. Hypothetical. Kiss is supposedly, supposedly, quotation marks here for those in podcast land, um, doing the one of their last Kiss cruises. They've announced it as being uh, the last with this formation of the band. So does that mean that Tommy and Eric aren't coming back? Does not mean no makeup future? Does it mean only Gene and Paul are going to be on the cruise going forward? What do you guys think? Do, do you think that we'll continue to see a Kiss cruise? And if you guys had to bet, how do you think they would handle that? Aren't they on a boat right now? Yes. They, are, they are on a boat right yeah. now. So there's one more after this boat? Yeah, I think there's one in the Caribbean after this. Ah. Uh. I, I don't know, <laughs> Brad. Um, it's hard to imagine them not continuing it because I'm sure people right. would still go that they'd be able to put right. together something that would attract people. 
And it's, it's a lot of money on the table to just fold it up and say, no, we're not going to have the kiss cruise anymore. So, I mean, you got something successful. You keep running it till it's not successful. Yeah. And, and I always think of the, I always think of the Bee Gees. I, uh, that's what I've always said about kiss the Bee Gees towards the end did five shows a year. Did one in Australia, one in the U S one in Europe, uh, one in Japan. And I don't know where else they, they did. I think they might've done like one in Miami and one in LA type of a deal. But anyway, they did five shows. They would charge through the fucking nose for those shows because it was only five. You're telling me that kiss can't do that with all of the fans that they have worldwide. They announced five dates worldwide at at a stadium at a 50,000 seat stadium and they're selling those five shows. The Bee Gees towards the end said, "Okay, we can no longer do five. We're just going to do one in Australia. You want to see us? Got to come to Australia." And they were selling the stadiums out. It's yeah. the same blueprint. I don't understand why these bands go out, tour themselves to death, have the shit voices that they have. You know, imagine if Vince Neil only had to sing five days a year. Would his voice sound good? Then that would be five more than he's doing now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could see them doing that. I mean, it's going to sell really well. They could retire from regular worldwide tour and just do the boat. And I, I, I don't even know if it's the money so much. I think they enjoy playing live together. Yeah. As long as they want to do that, they should do the Kiss cruises each year. As long as they, they as long as they can. Yep. Okay. I I agree, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think in one way, shape, or form, I think that we'll see Gene and Paul on those cruises. Whether it's just them doing acoustic songs, whether it's them having like a Ringo Starr type band where it's all stars coming up and and jamming with them. Cause I got to tell you, Eric Singer looks mighty fucking bored playing the same songs he's been playing for the last thirty years. You know, so uh, I saw the the clip the other day of them uh, not wearing makeup yeah. and just like doing a warm up thing. It looks like the boat was in the port still, right. and it looked you know they were just casually going through a song. Gina was singing. Yeah. That's enough to get people to join to fill up that boat. Just them doing that, just jamming and they would fill up i agree with you i think that if they were you know that was them playing two-timer they actually played like three songs that they haven't played in a long time if they did deep cuts like that they did five or six deep cuts and then the big hits they'd get people on there every year they don't have to do anything more than that they don't have to do the makeup they don't have to do because they can't do the explosions on the ship. I think that their fan base loves them enough that they want to hear those songs. That's all that matters to them. Oh, yep. Uh, in any event, I do want to thank anyone who's checking this out, this speed episode episode. Thanks to uh, restream and their uh, shenanigans with me tonight. We started the episode half an hour late, but in two minutes, there will be the debut of an interview that I conducted with um, Tommy Kane of the Australian band Dead City Ruins. If you guys love Skid Row and can't get mm-hmm. enough of their new album and want some more, 
check this album out. I think they're the closest thing to Skid Row going today. And oh yeah, <laughs> the last song on the album is a complete curveball. It's a stoner rock song called The Sorcerer. It's, it fits in perfectly. It's really cool. So on that note, I want to thank Brad. I want to thank Dan for hopping on in here. And I want to thank Bill and Anthony, who was who were both in the chat. Thank all of you who are listening or watching the replay. And on that note, we will wrap things up for this week. We will be back next week, hopefully for a full hour this time. What a novelty. So see you guys. See you next week. to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to SignalsFromMars.com for more information. This concludes our show. 